Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm so glad you're watching today. This podcast, of course, is being seen across the Charisma Network as well as our Ministries Network, and I thank God for it. If you know someone who doesn't know anything about this podcast, why don't you text them or email them and let them know that each week I do a podcast going all over the world, and I pray that it is a blessing to you. Uh, I was praying earlier today, and the Lord gave me the thought, if you will do what you can do, then I believe God will do what you cannot do. Now, let me say that again. If you will do what you can do, then I believe God will do what you cannot do. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's go back to the Bible. You remember the story of David and Goliath? Of course, everybody knows that story, one of my favorite stories in all the Bible, when David said, is there not a cause? I will fight against the giant, even though he was not... He was not, you know, six feet eight, and he's a big, big man. He was a small young man, teenager, more than likely 17, 18 years old. And Goliath was a, was a veteran of war, 10 feet tall, with, with a, a spear, an armor, being armor, one, one part of it weighed 25 pounds. I mean, he, this guy was, was fitted out for war. Now, here's David going against him with five smooth stones and a slingshot. But God's anointing was on him, and God impressed him to take a stand against Goliath. And I think, in essence, God was saying, David, if you'll do what you, what you can do, then I will do what you cannot do. And you know the story. Uh, Goliath said, am I, a, you know, am I a, a dog that you come with me against with sticks? <laughs> and David said, you come... Uh, to me, you know, but I come to you in the name of the Lord and he will deliver you into my hand. And David used that slingshot when the stone left the socket of that slingshot, it entered into the only uncovered part of Goliath's head and uh, knocked him to the ground. And uh, not having a sword, David took the big sword of Goliath, probably had to use both hands, took him out. <laughs> um, David did what he could do, and God did what David could not do. Now, that's, that's a story today that's, that's very appropriate. God expects us to do our part so that he then can do his part. My dad, Earl Roberts, used to say to me, Son, without God, you cannot. But without me, he will not. Without God, I cannot but without me, he will not. My wife, Lindsay, uh, used to say to me, Richard, God is an if-then God. If my people will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. If then, if then, if you sow your seed unto God, then he'll multiply it back. If you'll do what you can do, then I believe God will do what you cannot do. And that's proven out in the story of Elijah and the widow in the little village of Zarephath. The widow was experiencing a terrible drought. There had been a drought for more than three years in Israel. And I'm sure you remember the story in, in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And she was preparing her last meal for her son and for herself when Elijah came in. And uh, 
she said to Elijah, all I have left is just a little meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise and we're going to eat and make a, make a couple of pancakes and we're going to eat and that's, it's going to be it for us. And Elijah said, well, give me the first portion. Now that might seem like a cruel thing to somebody, but it wasn't. You've got to learn to put something in God's hands. And she did what the prophet said. She gave the first part of what looked like was going to be her last meal. She gave it to the prophet. And the Bible says, they did eat many days. Theologians have studied that. And it appears that she cooked about a thousand meals out of that nearly empty meal barrel and crucible oil. How did it happen? She did what she could do so that God could do what she could not do. Um, you know, we're living in a world where it's easy to shrink back. With all the terrorism, with all the attacks, with all the, the senseless killings that we've seen across our land over the past months, it's easy to shrink back, close the door and say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to go out. I'm not, I'm not going to shop. I'm not going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to have everything delivered. I'm not going out anymore for fear. Well, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but instead he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, Richard, aren't, aren't you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Now, I'm not stupid either. I take, I take precautions. Of course I do. I take normal precautions but I'm not going uh, to allow Satan to put me in a dark room with the doors and the windows and the, draw and, the, and the drape shut. I'm not going to live like that. No, I'm going to do what God has told me to do and I'm going to claim those scriptures. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, go into agreement uh, with my wife. And even though a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, it shall not come near my dwelling. That's my confession. I'm going on with this healing ministry. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to do what I can do. And I'm going to believe for God to do what I cannot do. Okay? <laughs> you know, when I get into a, a, an airplane, when I fly on American Airlines or Delta Airlines or United Airlines or Southwest Airlines or whatever airline I fly on, all those airlines fly in and out of Tulsa. <laughs> when I get on an airplane, you know, I pray. I do what I can do. But I can't fly that plane. I got to depend on a pilot, <laughs> you know, and I, and that pilot's been trained and I, I pray over that pilot. I pray over every part of that plane, you know, and I believe in my heart that when I, when I take off, you know, I'm going to land. I remember once I was in a plane, I was going to preach somewhere and a lady was sitting behind me and she leaned over the seat and tapped me on the shoulder because she recognized me. She said, Richard, uh, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. And she said, I'm glad you're on this plane. I know we're going to land. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. I believe we are because the Lord is with me. That's my attitude. And I've got to do what I can do in order for God to do what I cannot do. It's the same way when I've got to give an offering. God is not going to give my offering for me, you know. I've got to release my faith if I'm believing for healing. God's not going to do my believing for me. I can't do the healing, but He isn't going to do my believing. I can't multiply the seed, but He isn't going to plant the seed. You got to do your part. He's an if then God. And I pray today over you that you let that get down into your spirit, that you would understand that if you will do what you can do and everybody can do something, then I believe God will do what you cannot do. Now I think for just a moment about the feeding of the 5,000, we read that story in the Bible. What did they do? How'd that happen? 
Well, it happened because Andrew brought a little boy with a lunch of a few fish and a couple of loaves of bread. He put a seed in Jesus' hands. And Jesus took that seed, he blessed it, he broke it, and it was multiplied and it fed a minimum of 5,000. Now the Bible says 5,000 men. So you gotta, you gotta know there are women and children there. <laughs> there had to be probably at least 15,000 people there. Because <laughs> you know, more women go to church than men. <laughs> Have you noticed that? About 15,000 by estimate. That little lunch that that little boy gave was multiplied to feed a whole crowd of people. He did what he could do so that Jesus could do what he could not do. And you can find that throughout the entire Word of God. Let that get down into your spirit today. And I pray over you today. I pray believing for, first of all, the angels of the Lord to encamp about you and your family. That you would not live in fear, worry, anxiety, depression, discouragement, dread. I, I rebuke that off of you in the name of Jesus. I come against every sickness and every disease, every fear and every doubt. I command it to come out. I reach in by faith. Now listen to me. I reach in by faith and pull it out of you. I believe God for the miracle that you need. Now get your faith moving. You do your own believing. You plant your seed. You start expecting a miracle. Start looking to God saying, God, I'm, I'm calling in the miraculous. I'm calling that which is not as though it is. Do it in faith. Do it in Jesus' name. Well, what happens, Richard, if it doesn't happen immediately? Keep doing it. Just keep it up day after day after day after day. Just wear the devil out with it and expect a miracle. Sometimes miracles come quickly. Sometimes they come over a period of time. I'm not in charge of the, of the timing. That's not my job. My job is to plant my seed, pray my, pray my prayer, do my part so that God can do what I can't do. Now let that get into your spirit today. I pray that over you in Jesus' mighty name. And if you'd like to contact me, uh, go online, richardroberts.org, richardroberts.org, or you can call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Text giving is now available. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. Your generosity makes a difference.